When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at DCAUReview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to bonus episode number 16 of the DCAU Review. I am one of your hosts, Cal, and with me, my good brother, good friend, and co-host, it's Liam. Liam, welcome to bonus episode number 16. We are back in some familiar territory for this week's bonus episode. That is right, Cal. We are back talking about the surprise, at least it was a surprise when it was announced, eighth issue of Batman The Adventures Continue, or at least the digital chapters that will make up the physical release of the eighth issue, Secret Santa Parts 1 through 3, and we have quite a bit to talk about when it comes to this surprise, fun, bonus holiday adventure featuring Batman, Robin, and a whole host of the rogues gallery back here in in all their glory. Yeah, man. Uh... So as you as you mentioned, we uh, we kind of knew this was coming. We talked about it, I believe, a little bit when we had the colorist for this in- series uh, on our episode 130 of our standard program. Uh, we had, of course, best friend of the show Monica Kubina on, That's and right. uh, she mentioned that she was doing some work on that uh, when we had her on back in the beginning of December. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, it was a welcomed and pleasant surprise. As we said, this is really the only sort of connection that we have right now to the the DCAU at large. We don't know of any projects uh, upcoming that connect directly to the DCAU outside mm-hmm. of what this comic did. So uh, with all of our, uh, our likes and dislikes, maybe for the stories of of these uh, of these comics, it's nice to have some sort of inroad that sort of connects next to this larger world that we uh that we love so much absolutely um as we've talked about with our reviews of the previous seven issues which of course you can go back in the archives in here uh, at dcaureview.com or on your favorite podcast app uh regardless of whether you love the story you just think it's all right whatever uh you know we'll we'll leave the continuity <laughs> to uh our friends at the watchtower database perhaps but Regardless, it is uh, we. You will never find us complaining about getting to spend a little bit more time in this world. And through this comic, of course, we have the writer writing team uh, once again of Paul Dini and Alan Burnett, the uh, penciler and inker for the first two parts, Ty Templeton, and as you mentioned, best friend of the show, Monica Cabina, returning to do the coloring on this issue. Still quite a bit of fun to be had. We'll get into our thoughts on the plot and everything as we get into it here. But yes, as I said, you will you will never hear us complain about getting to spend just a little bit more time in this uh, Batman the Animated Series slash DCAU world. Absolutely. Uh, so I guess that's a good kicking off point, Liam. We might as well uh, jump into our review of the actual issue in and of itself. Uh, so uh, interesting 
interestingly enough, the cover for this uh, was sort of hinted at as being a Harley and Ivy story, certainly holiday themed. We have uh, Batman on the uh, on the cover there, and he's sort of tied up uh, at, in a Christmas tree with, with Harley and Ivy sort of resting at his feet there for the standard cover anyway. And that cover was actually done by uh, the artist Mirka Andolfo. You can check out uh, on uh, Instagram and stuff like that his his additional art. There's also a, a B cover, Liam, that uh, was done uh, by uh, Ronnie Del Carmen, who's done a lot of DCAU work, uh, other other Batman uh, animated covers and and stuff, and uh, you know done some stuff for it looks like for Pixar and and now works maybe st- strictly on Disney stuff, but some yeah, some also, pretty cool yeah, covers. Also a storyboard artist on uh, on Batman the animated series as well, so. A lot of DCU ties did some art for the the much celebrated uh, Batman the the Batman Adventures Holiday Special as well. So yeah, he, uh, great has great uh, DCAU roots and has obviously gone on to just bigger and better things with his work for Pixar and Disney. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, we we thought as I, as I was sort of alluding to, we thought this was maybe just going to be a straight up caper involving Batman, Harley, and Ivy. But uh, what we end up getting is actually a pretty interesting story about uh, Arnold Wesker, aka the Ventriloquist, and uh, Scarface. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. Uh, obviously, we've just come out of the holiday season, and I don't think it's a secret, even in non-pandemic times, that the holiday season can be a, a tough time for a lot of people, especially if you're alone. And uh, I think that's kind of on display in this story, where uh, as it starts, we have uh, Batman s- stopping the, the ventriloquist and Scarface from robbing a blimp very classic like <laughs> set up for a for a batman the animated series or new batman adventures tale uh and not and too many blimp robberies happening in the real world that, in 2021. not very often but there's been uh, quite a few if you uh <laughs> if you follow the various series here but uh with uh with batman foiling that caper we kind of cut to a few months later as arnold has completed yet another rehabilitation stint in arkham asylum he is like the one guy I guess Harley too that we ever see actually like getting the help and actually like moving on from his stint in the asylum. We don't get to see a lot of the the criminals truly reform. So it is it is kind of nice this this topic was sort of touched on in the uh new Batman Adventures episode. I believe it's called uh Double Talk mm-hmm. where Arnold uh, attempts to go straight and then is sort of pushed back down the villainous path and we certainly see that on display in this one again. Here, you also but... see it. There's a there's for other tie-in comics. Also, there was a Batman Adventures Annual uh, that uh, was released, probably ninety three or ninety four. Uh, available in the DC Universe app, by the way, if you want to right. check that out. And I the know comics are staying. If... The comics are there if you're if you're interested in tie-in comics. Uh, you, you know, we we of course re- that's another story for another time. But <laughs> uh, there, there's a story on on that one where he sort of starts working at a mup. Uh, for a Muppets like stand-in type pro- like children's program, and mm-hmm. uh, he ends up getting a frog puppet substituted, and he just always seems to be pushed back uh, to this ventriloquist uh, character by you know getting him wrapped up in in Scarface somehow or another. And yeah, this so it's not exactly I didn't think that was necessarily an original trope. It, it is something that they seem to go back to kind of over and over and over again. For sure, I think yeah, I think the uniqueness comes from the the holiday setting, and certainly, as we find out uh, a little bit later on at the end of chapter one, Harley and Ivy, who as you mentioned are on the cover, are 
putting together a little get together for the holidays, which is it's funny. Both this and in the the Batman Adventures uh, holiday special, which was adapted into the episode Holiday Nights later, we established that Harley's Jewish, but she really loves Christmas. I love that, which is a really funny little quirky bit that again feels very Paul Dini. Yep, uh, to throw that in there, and so she's she is a. Uh, she just really wants to throw a nice holiday party for all their friends, which of course means a whole bunch of super criminals. So that's kind of, uh, as we near the end of part one, we find out that all of the super criminals, all of the underworld of Gotham is invited, except for the Joker. No ex-boyfriends are allowed. Ex, her ex <laughs> and his uh, friend, straight man, uh, of course, <laughs> returning from the, uh, the main storyline of the Batman The Adventures Continue series. Uh, he returns here as well, and, and Joker decides he's going to crash the party and uh, begins to devise a scheme of, in fact, reuniting Arnold with Scarface so that they can uh, set off this bomb, the, these explosives that were never recovered after Scarface's last uh, caper there. Yeah, we learned that Scarface had hidden them away and wasn't willing to divulge them. Of course, if you are familiar with the Arnold Wesker ventriloquist character, uh, it's established in Batman Animated Series that despite the fact that, obviously, Scarface is a puppet, there is some sort of dissociative disorder or you know Mm -hmm. mental illness that prevents him sort of they it's almost as if there are two separate brains within this this person so the scarface can keep secrets from the ventriloquist and and it's as it turns out it, it 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 works both ways as we find out later on in the in the episode or in the uh, mm-hmm. the comic book as it were so yeah it, it's it's interesting because we learn that that despite the fact that this is clearly you know He's a ventriloquist. It's it's his right. voice coming <laughs> coming from this person. If you know anything about the episodes, which we obviously haven't covered yet uh, in in standard in in our standard episodes, but Batman does a pretty good job of establishing that there is, are two people sort of living inside of him. So, uh, therefore, uh, you know, the Joker then sets about trying to figure out how he can. Uh, figure out where the these explosives are. He's made it his uh, his goal to figure that out. He and he ends up crashing the uh, the the party, the secret Santa party, as it were, which is just a conglomeration of a bunch of different supervillains uh, <laughs> all showing up, which we'll talk about uh, when we discuss sort of the the art and the visuals in just a second here. But um, and and then uh, wouldn't you know it? They they force force Scarface right back onto that hand of the ventriloquist to try and get him to. kind of divulge where this uh where this stuff is so then the joker sets it sets out to find it and stumbles upon it and that's where they sort of uh the two two heads sort of clash as we get some fun interactions between uh scarface himself and the joker yeah scarface is really a a fun character he was created i think in like the later 70s or maybe even early 80s but he feels like such a like an archetypal Batman villain for sure, um, and certainly we'll we'll discuss that more once we get to his episodes of the ser- of the uh, the animated series. But it is really fun to see his personality clash with with the Joker, and of course, you know the Joker being this master manipulator and you know unquestionably the top dog when it comes to Batman's rogues gallery. It's funny to see like Scarface trying to treat him like an underling and. Joker sort of going along with it only until he discovers the uh, the bomb and then immediately double crossing him. Uh, we also get and in the middle of that in the holiday party we get uh, we get the return of this wacky 
idea that Paul Dini first created in the, uh, I believe it was Detective Comics number 1000, which is the, this idea that Batman has this alternate persona of this goofy, like, inept thug called Newt Brody, <laughs> and that he basically occasionally goes undercover to, like, sabotage villains' plans from within. <laughs> and all of the villains in Gotham have, have hired him and have had plans foiled by what they think is just him being an idiot, but of course it's really Batman hamming it up and and playing this dumb thug, which is a fun little wrinkle there. And we like I uh, especially I feel like in his later writings we see we see Paul Dini be very self referential and and bring back a lot of his characters that he's created even since the series has ended. And like you said, we'll talk more about the villain cameos in a little bit here. But yeah, as, as we get towards the end there. Uh, Batman and Robin make it. We make it to to the subway station where uh, the Joker has has planted these bombs. And of course, as we said, Scarface thinks they're going to hold the city for ransom. But of course, it's the Joker, so he doesn't really care about money. He just wants to blow everyone up. <laughs> um, shame him and Mad Stan never met. They would have gotten, gotten along really well. Different, but, yeah, arguably different different motivations for why they want to blow it all up. Yeah, but, uh, but they, yeah, they would have found some common ground for sure. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, from there, that's that's sort of the end. Batman and Robin uh, have a brief sort of scuffle with the Joker and Straight Man. Uh, they're able to disarm the bombs. And as is tradition in any story, as we've talked about, involving Scarface or a robot, uh, Scarface is horribly dismembered by being run over by a train. And uh, we get kind of a little happy ending, though, where Batman doesn't arrest Arnold Wesker or send him back to Arkham. He instead kind of sends him on his merry way, and, and it's it's the new year by this point. They sort of do a time jump between the, the Christmas party and this final part here, and and we uh, we get a little bit of a happy ending and a, a redemptive arc. I know I know it's we we see Batman as sort of this vengeful, angry character a lot in certainly I think in more modern medium anything post Frank Miller I think is has sort of been influenced to see Batman in that way. So I, I do like that at the end here, we do get a reminder that it, it, that Batman truly is a compassionate person and that he and Robin aren't always trying to solve every problem they have with their fists. I, I really I really appreciated that ending of, of Batman sort of reminding him, hey, it's a new year, it's a new beginning, you don't, you don't have to be who you used to be and sort of, uh, you know, letting, letting Arnold go on his merry way from there. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, as, as we said... It, for the first time uh, ever, it seemed, you know, the the line that Batman says, he says, Robin's right for the first time you actually defied Scarface. Mm-hmm. Think of the lives that you saved, Arnold. You're something of a hero. Like, what yeah. a what a cool line. Like, Batman, and, and that comes because Arnold ends up leaving this clue at the Joker's hideout that Batman is able to uncover that Harley knows where the Joker is staying. So he goes to this hideout where the Joker was, and the only thing there is this ticket to a a subway ticket and a couple of of coins that he leaves behind. And Batman is able to deduce that that must be where the Joker is headed with Scarface and the Ventriloquist in tow. Mm -hmm. So uh, the fact that, uh, that Batman recognizes that this sort of mental illness that Arnold deals with and that he is trying, he really is trying yes. to better himself. He's not just, he's not just jumping back in the saddle over and over again. He just sort of has this terrible bad luck where people sort of force this, this, 
ventriloquist right. dummy on onto him, and he's doing his very best to try and escape. And so it's very uh, it's a very heartwarming ending. Um, as they come out of the subway station and, uh, you know, Batman is telling him that he's a hero and looking at all the people that would have died uh, if this, this yep. bomb had gone off on New Year's Eve. And, you know, there's fireworks going off and we get we just get a smile from Arnold at the end there. And it's 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 really, really good. It's a cute little ending, a feel good, warm and fuzzy like I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing this adapted. Like I could see this being adapted into a, a holiday Absolutely. episode, especially with that sort of warm and fuzzy feeling at the end there. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good writing. I, you know, we'll, you know, we can probably nitpick about continuity <laughs> and certain characters that are appearing and all of that. Um, but as far as storytelling goes for what this is a holiday issue, something that you're reading during the Christmas mm-hmm. season, um, I I really liked it. I really liked it a lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. As far as a, a standalone issue, other than uh, Straight Man appearing, and and of course we'd be remiss not to mention <laughs> the return of the Goat. Uh, Mister Wing makes a brief appearance as uh, Harley's holiday party is being held at the Iceberg Lounge while there's supposed to be repairs going on. I guess to repair it after uh, Mister Wing and Straight Man had previously torn it up. In their uh, epic fight in the previous issue, uh, Penguin has uh, has uh, retired to his uh, his holiday home, and Mister Wing is there, uh, ever the faithful servant, serving him refreshments. We also, I don't know if you notice this, Cal, but we also get a little bit of a justification for the Penguin redesign in the new Batman Adventures. Uh, I did. Yeah, uh, they they meant there's a there's an offhanded comment about plastic surgery. And in fact, the reason why he had to get that surgery. Yeah, uh, I believe it's it's all due to the fact that uh, Jason Todd uh, beat him senseless, yes, right? Like pulled him and threw him out of a helicopter or whatever, <laughs> as, as we saw in that in the previous uh, issues uh, montage of the second Robin just manhandling all of the uh, the Gotham City rogues. He's, we we made him, I think, a point of mentioning at the time that it was the. Batman the Animated Series look for him that was being attacked, and yeah, so we find out that there was uh, some plastic surgery at work. And, and it says he flew south, right? So where? Yes. what better than to be in the land of plastic surgery than, Absolutely. than, than you know, Southern Hemisphere? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. They, Absolutely. So I, I appreciate <laughs> that little, as well as the Mr. Wing cameo, which will always... Uh, Always be a special day for us when we get more Mr. Wing content with which to make memes out of. Hey, but, all, uh, all I can say is that we we threw it out there. We we you know we Mr. Ty Templeton, the artist of this, we've already pitched it to him <laughs> that we are ready to write a Mr. Wing miniseries. That's right, a standalone miniseries uh, starring the breakout character of 2020. Absolutely, we are. If one good thing came out of 2020, it was the debut and subsequent appearances of Mr. Wing. <laughs> Hopefully this is not the last time we see him in, in 2021 as well. But uh, I hope not. But yeah, I, I did get back to, the, uh, to, the, to your point there to wrap up the story section. Yeah, it's a really fun... Uh, this is three digital chapters, which will make up one sort of extra-sized issue... Um, it's, it's great. It's really fun. As you said, it's a very uplifting, nice tale. And as we get into art here, lots of fun cameos. If you love the series, if you love other animated series that maybe involve some of these characters as well, we get some really fun appearances and even some sort of 
Batman Rogues Gallery deep cuts that we had previously not really seen in uh, in Adam in this DCAU style. So two words, hell yeah! Oh yeah! Let's, <laughs> I think from there we can jump into art. And what better way to start than with that holiday party? We have Kite Man, as you mentioned. We have King Shark. We have Deadshot and Captain Boomerang in there. DCAU style, which of course we would go on to see in Justice League and Justice League Un- Unlimited later on. Yep. Uh, we have Magpie, Ratcatcher, some very like '90s uh, Chuck Dixon era Batman uh, villains that kind of popped up for a few years and weren't really used a lot after that. So a lot of a lot of deep cuts, and of course, as we mentioned, Paul Dini likes to be quite. Uh, likes to uh, use a lot of the same characters in his stories. We have a lot of his creations, including the Wonderland Gang makes a minor appearance, and the return of Baby Doll as well. So a lot of a lot of awesome cameos, a lot of great art done by, of course, as we mentioned, the dream team of Ty Templeton as the penciler and inker for the first two parts, and uh, Monica Cabina, of course, best friend of the show, on uh, on colors, and I should mention here, Sean Parsons actually did the inking for the third chapter. But uh, yeah, so much great stuff to talk about from a visual perspective in this uh, in this in this here three part uh, co- comic series. Yeah, uh, we have talked about it each and every time we've reviewed these. Uh, getting the digital uh, the digital copies of these are it's, it's such a like I I am more of a traditional you know. I would say traditionally, I've been more of a traditional comic book guy myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard copies uh, f- forever, but as obviously we move into the the, the digital <laughs> the digital age, and certainly as th- more things are being released on digital, I've, I've certainly uh, grown to appreciate it. And s- some of that is just the way that the colors pop, obviously, and the way that you know when you're looking at a, a screen instead of holding those issues, the, the the multitude of of colors and the vibrancy certainly is is a little bit different than holding. Holding a physical copy, so obviously we don't have the physical copy of this yet. I believe it's due out in the next week or two. I think, right? Yeah, I think it's the either the third or fourth week of January. It'll be out, so we got a couple more weeks here. But definitely look forward to picking up the physical issues for sure. As well, and two more two more covers as we mentioned absolutely. Uh, to add to the collection. Gotta but, catch them all. <laughs> uh, that, that's right. So uh, I yeah I, I think you know we talk about it every single time we've reviewed these that if you haven't checked it out checked them out yet certainly go back and uh, some of these are available on the DC Universe app now so you can mm-hmm. subscribe uh, if you're a subscriber to that you can pull up I think the first three or four issues are available on uh, DC Universe now when I checked uh, some of them you can get you can get every other issue in physical copy go support your local comic book store if you have that option. Absolutely. Um, you know, those guys are suffering during the pandemic and have been as well. So go support them if you can. But uh, r- regardless of how you, you view these, I, I think the artwork continues to be just, it brings joy every time you look at it. Like we've talked about, it it puts you right in the universe. It doesn't take you out of or, or make you feel like uh, you're in some other alternate universe. It really does a great job of making you feel right at home. So uh, the colors for this, I, I think Monica had it, had a lot of fun from what it looked like oh, and being yeah. able to incorporate different holiday holiday uh, motifs and, and colors and you know the reds and the greens and 
the blues and like I said that that final issue there's a lot of mixing the Joker's colors with you know these uh, different various uh, various uh, outfits that holiday themed outfits that Ty drew for mm-hmm. both Harley Quinn and and Ivy and then as you said I, I think the the cameo scenes we get. Uh, a lot of lot of interesting visuals there for sure. These characters that we had never seen before, some certainly returning, all in the new Batman Adventures, or I guess the you know this more streamlined style, with the mm-hmm. exception of a couple of the characters that we had never seen maybe in this style before. Uh, we do get a King Shark uh, appearance, and, and King a Shark sweater. He's wearing a lovely Christmas sweater. I, interestingly, he's he looks like he appears in the uh, formerly DC Universe, now HBO Max Harley Quinn cartoon. Absolutely. Uh, so it, interesting there. I guess we'll we'll see if anything comes of that or how how <laughs> how that fits into potential continuity <laughs> issues. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's really really fun. It, it, the visuals have been and continue to be you know just outstanding. Um, and we don't just say that because Monica's the best friend of the show, but the the colors I think are just it brings this to life as you go through. Absolutely. Yeah, and a phenomenal job as always by uh by our friend Monica as well as Mr. Templeton uh and and Mr. Parsons on inks in the in the third part For there. sure. A lot of good stuff. One of the images and it's actually the images used on the title card for all three of the digital chapters um which is it's just the the classic Arkham Asylum sign but it's just wrapped in Christmas lights mm. and it's such a yep. simple little thing. But it was actually, I think, one of the first teaser images that we got. I believe Monica released it on her uh, Twitter and Instagram. Yep. And uh, it's so it's so atmospheric. It just set the tone so perfectly. And yeah, just tremendous job by by her and 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 Ty as well. Um, and yeah, we we do get some some fun action right at the start of part one. We have Batman jumping out of the bat plane, as we mentioned, to to deal with uh, Scarface's thugs on the blimp. We have this. Holiday Party, which actually that one doesn't have a lot of traditional comic book action in it, but I actually think that even works to uh, kind of set the set the mood a little bit better. We have some some cool moodier shots of Batman and and Robin sort of tagging along as as they're kind of keeping tabs on Arnold throughout throughout the uh, the second part, leading to this this uh, epic conclusion where again, as we said, we get we get the fight between Batman and Straight Man once again, as well as the train uh, destroying the Scarface puppet. And just just that, as we mentioned, that sweet little ending of them walking out of the subway tunnel, we see the big crowd, fireworks going off in the sky behind them as as Arnold kind of gives the smile to end the issue. It's really nice, and as we already mentioned, it's such a sweet, nice holiday feel-good story, and and the uh, the art certainly contributed to that in a big way. For sure, yeah. I was I was just looking through, you know, that the the first the first part of the of the you know the the first digital chapter of chapter this. seventeen chapter seventeen that's right and we didn't do our normal issue eight chapter oh, yeah. so this is, yeah just just so we, we <laughs> for the sake of it it is as we mentioned it'll be physical Batman Adventures continue number eight it is chapter seventeen eighteen and nineteen Secret Santa parts one two and three nailed it. Uh, Got but, it. But in that part one, uh, there's a scene where Harley and Ivy, Har- Harley is trying to convince Ivy to throw this party uh, to celebrate Christmas, and there's a shot of of Harley just staring out her window, looking at a Christmas tree, and there's this beautiful gradient that Monica used of just the light coming through the window, lighting up uh, Harley's face mm-hmm. at, as she's staring out, looking at the star from the Christmas tree, you know, as she's begging. 
and she's <laughs> begging uh, Ivy to allow her to host this party. And then, uh, you know, the next, the very next shot is uh, a shot of Arnold Wesker staring directly at the same tree and sort of his, his perspective on it. And the, you know, the light, sh- you, you see him from the back, but the light is shining on his, his face as well. Just really, really cool, uh, cool perspective things. As you mentioned, certainly, uh, part two, as, as we see, uh, you know, the, the holiday parties, again, maybe not a lot of action, but certainly that's where we get a lot of, a lot of the fun there. We get, uh, the, the party is held at the iceberg lounge, that's right. uh, which as, as you mentioned, we learned that, uh, that the penguin had to fly south to do his plastic surgery, uh, <laughs> or d- where he does his plastic surgery in the south. So we get, uh, we get the in, inside of the iceberg lounge for the second time in this series, and uh, some some fun to be had there. And then I think, as you said at the end, there uh, a lot of the action is certainly uh, takes place in the in the battle and, and in the uh, abandoned subway tunnel, which we just talked about a couple weeks ago on the uh, static episode that, that right. covered that. But uh, that's always a great setting, uh, a, a great setting for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, abandoned subway tunnel. I don't yeah. know why, but that that works. Or this one was one that had been shut down, I guess. So. Um, yeah, for whatever reason that, that works as a good, good visual there, but yeah, just, just a lot of fun to be had. The Joker, of course, uh, we get his, uh, his redesign, redesign, uh, as we've talked about as has been throughout this series. So, um, yeah, I, I, I it, the visuals are great and, you know, very, Absolutely. very strong. Yeah. I, uh, one other one I'll mention is it's, it's in uh, part three as, the Joker has already sort of gotten Scarface back to Arnold and Batman and, and Robin are kind of tracked down leads and it's just them on the roof of police headquarters talking to Gordon and it's snowing and you have this really nice atmosphere, Batman with the cape around him oh, and yeah. flowing and him, him and Gordon just sort of talking at the edge. You see Robin standing in the background there. Re- really beautiful, really beautiful shot, very atmospheric, especially with the snow falling and and it really has that sort of chilly atmosphere. Batman and Robin, as you mentioned, are searching the Joker's hideout, and they're just completely in silhouette as Batman's, uh, you know, searching and finds this subway ticket that you mentioned. Uh, Arnold leaves as a, a clue to uh, to find to find them, and yeah, just just really tremendous stuff. And like I said, that ending with the snow falling and the fire, the fireworks in the background, and. Batman and Robin kind of in the background as as we kind of focus on Arnold. As we mentioned, this is really his story as much as it is a, a Batman story. So, yeah, really, really tremendous job. Uh, uh, one of my one of my favorite of, of all the issues, I think, from a, from a visual perspective, just because of that unique uh, wintry atmosphere. For sure. Yeah, I w- I would agree. I think this is um, you know we maybe didn't didn't love the way that the story kind of ended in, in chapter seven. We had things that we nitpicked about it or in issue number seven, rather. For sure. Uh, so, so maybe, you know, this, this does a, a great job. I think if this is the final issue, which DC has not commented either way, No. I feel like normally they make a big deal about it. If it is the, the final issue of a series. Well, interestingly enough, when the solicits for issue seven came out, there was a big final issue in all caps. Right attached to that and then we got an issue eight anyway so nothing is nothing is set in stone as far as we know um we don't we don't know of anything coming in the immediate future but yes hope springs eternal especially with the cliffhanger to the the jason todd red hood and and deathstroke uh uh, story that uh, that was sort of teased in that in that in the end of the the final the previous final chapter chapter 16 <laughs> uh 
that's uh i would i would hope we would certainly hope we'd get to see more i don't know if they'll rename it and it'll be another mini series or we just get a, an issue nine somewhere down the line but fingers crossed we've, we've got more coming but as it stands now this was definitely if if you know if we don't get any more this is certainly a nice sweet hap, more happy definitive ending to go out on agreed yeah it's a nice little bow it's a nice little pun intended a nice little bow to <laughs> put on it at the end there uh, so definitely, I, I would say we. I would recommend go checking this out. Certainly picking Absolutely. up the. You know, it's three bucks if you pick up the digital. It'll probably be three ninety nine if you pick up the physical copy mm-hmm. or whatever it's going to be. Um, and I know that there is a trade paperback that they did announce at least of the first seven issues that's due out later uh, in twenty twenty one. If that's something that you're, mm-hmm. I don't know that eight is going to be a part of that though. I I think. I feel like they announced before they announced eight that there would be a TV. Yeah, TV. it was. I feel like it was all kind of really close together, but I don't think we've got like a content listing for what will be in in that trade paperback yet. So definitely something we'll uh, we'll keep tabs on. You can uh, stay tuned to our Twitter and Instagram. I'm sure we'll let you know there you go. when that information comes around. And also follow uh, World's Finest. They are also uh, always on top of the DCAU news. That's absolutely James true. James does a great job with that site. Good good point there. Yeah, uh, follow us at DCAU Review. Uh, check that out on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys for checking out this week's bonus episode. Uh, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear if you checked out this issue. Uh, what did you love about this issue? What maybe didn't you love? Uh, was there any Easter eggs or any nods that we missed that uh, that, that uh, you'd like to discuss? Uh, Do you Liam- agree with Cal's assertion that Joker would be more of a Disney Plus guy than an <laughs> HBO Max guy? <laughs> Yeah, we did get an HBO Max reference uh, in in this issue, which, which I chuckled at just because it's like they have no rules about what they do and no, don't and, acknowledge and, in this thing. Right. Well, it's so funny because as we mentioned in the past, it's very hard if like our you know God bless our friends over at the the Watchtower database. If you're trying to keep this at like a like a a real world timeline. Uh, the creators are not interested in doing that, and they will contradict themselves. Doesn't matter if a li- somebody's driver's license said 1992, or if there's an event called the near apocalypse of 09 that apparently happened 10 years ago, and we just have never heard about it. Like, doesn't matter. Firefly can show up in Batman the Animated Series time. None of it. <laughs> like, if if you are someone that is trying to keep it to a strict real world timelines i do not envy your task but as a standalone just sort of fun uh batman the animated series style tale a a tie-in to the to the main series uh i loved it and i had a lot of fun with it absolutely and uh like we said we'll cross our fingers that we will hear more in the future from this series the dream teams of uh alan burnett paul dini Ty Templeton and best friend of the show, Monica Gavina. But uh, uh, until then, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we will talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Reveal. Bye-bye. <laughs>